Welcome to the Higher Ed Happy Hour podcast, brought to you by Unincorporated, a higher education agency committed to building awareness and growing enrollment for universities. This podcast provides deans, senior admin, and faculty with the tools, resources, and information they need to grow student interest, design branded content, and launch new programs and courses. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Robert here from Unincorporated, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Ian and Mac. Hey, Robert. Hi, Robert. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, the stress, burnout, and fatigue that faculty have been experiencing as a result of the pandemic and how staff and students can support them. So, Ian, what have we learned? Yeah, thanks, Robert. So, now that we're well into the pandemic and hopefully coming out of it, we have learned about the tenuous future of higher ed, right? So, we've seen how COVID is spreading on campus, the requirements around vaccinations, and ultimately the push to reopen campuses. And not to sound too dramatic about this, but we've also learned that the emotional toll, it's mounting for those who study and work at colleges. And in short, the students are not all right, and neither are the faculty. Stress levels are at an all-time high for faculty since the pandemic first began, and colleges and university presidents report that the mental health of their instructors is the third most pressing issue facing their institutions after, of course, the students' mental health and finances. And it gets worse, Robert. Yeah. Research productivity in the social sciences actually decreased for women in 2020. And several colleges and universities have even laid off faculty and staff, eliminated majors, and have paused accepting graduate students. You know, in a profession that is seen as prestigious and offers good pay, job security, and intellectual freedom, the sheen of faculty positions is in many ways losing its luster. Many in the teaching profession, they're burnt out, they're scared, they're stressed, and for good reason. Even if a COVID-19 vaccine is approved and widely administered, 49% of people from a November 2020 World Economic Forum survey believe that higher ed will permanently be a mix of online and in-person instruction. Now, critics are questioning the college business models, and it may be a while before students feel comfortable going to classes and living in dorms again. And speaking of questions, there is another that is being asked during this time. What if colleges do nothing to help faculty during COVID-19? A November 2020 survey revealed that 48% of early career faculty are considering leaving their teaching and research positions due to stress caused by the pandemic. This is very surprising considering how competitive higher ed teaching positions are. But whether or not faculty actually walk away is different. It might be years before we get the hard data on COVID-19's effect on employment trends, but early evidence suggests that K-12 teachers did not retire or quit in droves. Still, disengaged faculty, especially among seasoned researchers, can have serious long-term effects on a college or a university. Those who are unhappy can cause low morale in their departments and affect other faculty members' experiences. Yeah, that's right. And living through the pandemic this far, along with a racial reckoning on campus, uh, uncertain future for some colleges and layoffs and furloughs, doesn't mean that higher ed instructors should be accustomed to these uncertain times. So we looked at six ways that colleges and universities can support faculty during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Ian, what's the first way that uh, leaders can help? Yeah, the first way is to offer compassion and communication. And this might seem obvious, I recognize that, but it's definitely worth restating and reflecting on it. 
The causes of faculty, staff, and administrative burnout, those include a work-life imbalance, the inability to influence decisions that affect your job, and unclear work expectations from others. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? Well, these are the times that we're living in. Offering compassion by acknowledging stress and celebrating workplace successes can actually go a long way in making instructors feel seen and heard. In recognition of the state of mental health in higher ed, one example of offering compassion we found is how the University of Michigan added well-being breaks for the winter 2021 semester, and the school also announced three additional paid days off during the winter break. Perhaps these well-being breaks sound a little soft or maybe overly compassionate, but there's still a lot of scientific evidence that supports the link between increased productivity and reduced stress while you take time to rest and recharge the batteries. Yeah, not, not only is compassion important, but communication as well. And this seems like common sense, but communication should actually increase in times of crisis. And many faculty report being not being heard by college administrators during this time. In response, some schools are hosting weekly video Q&A sessions or quarterly virtual town halls focused on faculty concerns. In these meetings, we've heard that there's been an upward trend of focusing on positivity and celebrating the wins. Other universities are starting with the day-to-day communication, where teams have started group messaging through their preferred channels to stay connected, share their work, and voice questions and concerns. Others have started faculty group messages for specific reasons, such as helping each other out with childcare, as this has been a proven hardship for working parents during the pandemic. Excellent. So offer compassion and communication. That's number one. Number two, give faculty more flexibility. So although most institutions offer online or hybrid instruction, data shows that about 60% of colleges are primarily in-person this spring, and many universities are planning to transition to fully in-person in fall 2021 with additional guidelines around vaccinations and COVID testing. That's right, and Rutgers is a prime example. The vast majority of classes were fully online, and halls were at 20% capacity during the pandemic. Now, they plan to have close to 100% of students back on all three campuses in the fall. And it seems in most of these key decisions, professors and staff have little say on this issue. Faculty are dealing with stress, caregiving challenges, and concerns for their personal health right now. They could really benefit from greater flexibility, such as allowing them to choose face-to-face or online instruction, as well as the day and time of classes. Excellent. Thank you, Mac. And number three is to delay the tenure review process. In March, at the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis in the U.S., the University of Massachusetts Amherst announced that all tenure track faculty would automatically be granted a one-year delay in their tenure review. Provost John McCarthy acknowledged that conferences have been canceled, scientists lack sustained access to their labs, And some have had to balance caregiving responsibilities with their already demanding jobs, like we mentioned before. So their provost added that this is unrealistic to expect significant contributions to research, teaching, and service at this time. Yeah, and they aren't the only ones. I've I've read there are many others doing the same thing, including University of Colorado, University of Oregon, University of Maryland, University of Michigan, NYU, Columbia. The list keeps going and going. Wow, that's a long list. So looking now at number four, we can provide for adjunct faculty. College faculty are usually mentioned as a monolithic group, but there is a significant difference between tenured and tenure track faculty who enjoy good pay and job security and adjunct faculty. 
Adjunct faculty earn an average of $25,000 a year and could be released from their jobs at any time. Colleges and universities should also think about the unique needs of their adjuncts. Number five on our list is to offer additional support. Nearly overnight, faculty had to reimagine their courses for online learning, and there tends to be lean staffing of instructional course designers, information technology professionals, teaching assistants, and librarians, many of whom are also feeling burnt out and unappreciated. Yeah, and online learning will not fade away with the vaccine. I think it is crucial that instructors have regular access to design professionals, whether in-house or through a higher education design agency, to enhance the student experience. During the pandemic, we've also seen a rise in faculty on social media in the form of faculty features. I think this is a great way of letting faculty feel accepted and heard in the community by the sacrifices they are making. Great point there, Mac. And number six, the final thing on our list here is to document invisible labor. Invisible labor, this is a term that comes from a 1987 article about invisible work by sociologist Arlene Daniels, and it refers to unpaid work that goes unnoticed, unacknowledged, and thus unregulated. Even though the term dates back over three decades, right, all the way back to 1987, it's still a significant issue. Black and Latinx faculty have long been familiar with invisible labor associated with their jobs, and the pandemic has given nearly all faculty a realization of the magnitude and emotional strain of this work. Faculty are taking on roles of emotional support for students dealing with stress, mourning the loss of loved ones, and coming to terms with new financial problems. Aspire, the National Alliance for Inclusive and Diverse STEM Faculty, advocates for faculty documenting their invisible labor and having university leaders assess this type of work and their evaluation of instructors. Mm, That's great. Ian, Mac, thank you for your time. It's been a great discussion and we look forward to the next episode. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Happy Hour podcast. For more higher ed specific resources, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please visit unincorporated.com.